0: The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Break. I'm Amber Garcia. I have Nick... And and I was gonna say Derek yeah. Brian Broad is completely different person. Derek uh, won't be joining us today, but we we got us three to get the show going. Before we get into thing, oh by the way, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And we before we get the show started, word on the street is that someone is a year older today, and that someone our producer
2: yeah chris beam chris
1: beam, chris beam.
2: what's up bud you gonna get this how all do you day. feel
1: chris
0: i feel old
2: <laughs> are you are you keeping score of like how many people on the show like different shows because you're gonna do what nine of these today eight <laughs> it's Seven? like eight
1: eight like
2: i mean i'm yeah. sure talking cowboys i mean, did they bring it
0: up Yes, at the end of the show they did.
2: Oh, somebody came in late.
1: Oh, okay. uh, we,
0: well, we come right. yeah. in early. Beat well, this. you know, the 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 earliest I got was brought us this morning about midnight. Which- uh, that's kind of weird. That's he he saw, it
1: it it on Facebook.
3: saw it on Facebook. Yeah, He's watching tape. I, I was watching that. tape, and it yeah, it just popped up on my birthdays. One of the great things about Facebook is having people's birthdays if you follow them. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. So, yeah, I said, oh, happy birthday, and I didn't know Bean was – he was probably up watching something, too. No, no, he
2: time. was probably up playing games.
3: Yeah.
0: I just got finished playing games, oh, okay. actually. there we go. <laughs> there we go.
1: Well, happy birthday, Chris. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. speaking of playing games, the Cowboys do have to play a game, first uh, game of the postseason wildcard weekend. Um, We obviously know who the opponent is, and we'll get into the uh, Tampa's defense, Defense, which is Cowboys offense later in the second segment. But I wanted to start the show asking you guys about practice. We know that, Mike McCarthy, since the month of December, he's talked about the difference in in how he handles practice. After the game in Washington, he did mention in the the press conference, he was like, well, I take all the blame. It's on me. I think we, we need to practice better and prepare better during the week. So he got me thinking, we know... How he's changed to where now sometimes they're not going full pads during practice; they're going through walkthroughs or spending more time in the film room and like in the rooms with each group yeah. of people just uh, planning. Hall, yeah, yeah, and all that. Do you feel that the the way that they've kind of changed the way in the practice in the month of December has actually hurt them hmm. in games? That?
3: You know what, I I think to me, this is how I look at that. McCarthy likes to try and keep his teams as fresh as he can. That's important to him. At the end of the year, I think they're the only team, and I might be wrong about this because, again, I cover this team, but this team went through three-game stretch in 12 days twice. Mm -hmm. Didn't they? with, With Thursday games, Thanksgiving games. You know, games on you know, Saturday game, a Sunday game. I think his schedule got really messed up for him late in the year, and I think that was something that he was trying his best to navigate. I, I'm one of those team. I'm one of those guys, though. That and I understand this on when you're watching a game, and the first thing that comes in your mind is, did they even practice this week? Mm-hmm. By by the way, you know some of the mistakes and things, and you're like. What they're not working on this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. I, I've had I've had guys around the league, you know, you know, tweet at me or text me and say that does this team even practice? You know, and so, yeah, they do. The problem is he's trying to manage the way the games have been falling for him, and I don't think it's a normal. Week to week to week. That that's the one thing that these coaches and players they get so used to routine, mm-hmm. and when routine gets kind of messed up, it, it it throws them off. And I'm not using it as an excuse, but I just think they were a team that late in the year they dealt with some some scheduling challenges. I think were the biggest thing. Yeah,
2: and I mean, we we talk about it every year about you know once you get to Thanksgiving, the the last month of the season, month and a half is just completely different with. You know, even our our schedule here, like for this podcast, like we're all like we're like we're doing it right now. We're moving it around because you know McCarthy's press conference has moved around a little bit, and we understand how this week is is different. But it's all it's a lot of those. It's a couple of Thursday games. You got Monday games. You got Saturday games. You got Sunday night games. I mean, everything kind of changes, and I think that McCarthy will sacrifice. Uh, practice so to make sure that his team is is healthy and off their feet as much and with everything it comes you know with a price and the price is 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 not practicing as much and then i think sometimes it shows
1: if you had to choose like a percentage how much is the difference of like how your week is reflected in how you play during a game. Oh, we, practice he time he says on the it all field though. versus book. Yeah.
3: yeah, he says it all the time. Like, the games are one on Wednesday, Thursday. You know, it's not one. I, I think I'm, yeah. I'm not misqu- am yeah. not No, I say it, it all the that. time, yeah. But, yeah, depending, like, you know, those practices on Wednesday, Thursday, I'm trying to get used to, for 10 years, we all dealt with a Jason Garrett schedule. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it was very regimented. You knew exactly. With McCarthy, you don't know. And like I say, I think there's... You talk to people in the organization. They say he the best thing he does is trying to keep the team not not the best thing, but one of the positive things about him is trying to keep the team healthy. That's coming from the medical people. I mean, I mean, you talk to them like at Oxnard and stuff. Like, man, your team. What do you what do you really like about Mike? Does a great job. He thinks about the players. He thinks about their health. He thinks about how we're going to go forward here. So, yeah, I, I think that these practices, like you're, when you when you start to install and put in stuff on you know on Wednesday Thursday. You know, how you practice Fridays. kind of like, okay, we're going to do some goal line stuff, finishing touch stuff, you know, that you really have to focus on those Wednesdays and Thursdays, the things that these games come down to, you know, third down defense, you know, uh, you know, the third down offense, you know, those are the things that are now, you know, winning these football games. It's ability to stay on the field, ability to get off the field. If you, if you have bad days on Wednesdays and Thursdays, that affects, I, I remember watching practice as a scout. And 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 we can do it too because we've done it before at training camp. So I'm not excluding you guys from this. But how many times have you ever seen coaches say, "Repeat the play, please"? You now, when you're repeating plays on a Wednesday or on a Thursday, and I remember it during the the Mike Nolan administration when we were here watching practice. Some there was a lot of the, there were a lot of busts. Rob Ryan, there were busts during practice, and you are like, "Coach, can I see that again, please?" Coach, can I see that again? Please? If that's happening during practice. It's likely to happen in the game. You know, you're going to make a call. I'm sure there was a. I'm sure that Kellen Moore has made calls that. You know, uh, some of the interceptions, like the screen, the the pass that got in the Philadelphia game that got (laughs) intercepted. You know, every time the one that Dak threw that went, uh, you know, sweat went went up and, and got the and got the ball. In practice, I'm sure they ran it a couple of times, and it just kind of clicked along good. And Tack then, McKinley
2: didn't go. And up Yeah, and Tack
3: get it. McKinley didn't try and intercept the and, ball, uh-huh. like you know, didn't like extend and make a, a great catch. So now you're like, wait a minute, we practiced this play all week with the defensive end's not mm-hmm. going to make a brilliant play on me like that. So that's that's the issues you run into. Practice, you can tell when a team is struggling getting. I remember as a scout watching practice and going. We got no chance this week. Just because I saw how many mistakes and coach, can I see that again? Play, you know, some coach like Garrett would just power through it. You know, you make a mistake, but other coaches will. You know, hey, I need to see that. Coach, can you, my, my players don't understand what's going on here? And you know, the later it gets in the week, the more likely you are to have a mistake on a on a, sa- a yeah. Sunday or a Monday for sure.
1: Well, yesterday they did practice, and when we spoke, uh, we've been waiting to see Leighton, Hankins, mm-hmm. and then Biot-ish. Yeah, Is there any progress well, there on the field happening with those three guys? Well,
2: McCarthy, usually we, we, we do this after McCarthy, and we had to flip. So McCarthy will still talk later today. And because of the way the schedule is, they didn't have to do an official injury report, so we won't get one of those until later today. will be the first one of the week. Um, like a Wednesday since it is Thursday. So we'll, I don't really have the answers for you there officially, but I do think that Hankins, um, and Biot, I guess Biotis is ready to go. Yeah, the Hankins thing, though, yeah. I will definitely and Hankins and Leighton for sure. I think are going to be. Ready. Yeah,
3: I think Nick is absolutely right about that. When you look at the injury to Biotis, by the time they get him ready or he's starting to get, it's I, I was told like it's eighteen days that he's had now since the, the injury, the time off, another week, another day. I mean, trainers look at this, and I've learned this over the years, but dealing with a lot of them, they don't look at days. They look at hours. Okay, now hours make up days. But yeah. every hour that they can steal to get a player ready, that's what they look at. It's like, I, you know, if you ask him right now, you say, Hey, uh, Jim Mauer." Playing on Monday, good for you he goes, you know, yeah, for injury, sure. Because it's more hours that they have to. That's
1: crazy. Um I'm not ready right now at eight, but I'll be ready at nine. Yeah, right but, at about nine, the, I'll be set. Well, but
3: the more <laughs> hours, yeah, the more hours, because that's the you know that's the Brit Brown on the cords out here. You yeah. know, that's the that's the opportunity to see like when you watch Biadish. I'm sure when he's on the cord, what Brit's trying to work with him on is the lateral stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he's also has to work with him on you know the one thing with a high ankle sprain that they'll tell you with offensive linemen is when and and especially when we're talking about a guy like. Vita Vea. And everybody out there that watches our podcast know when you talk Tampa Bay, they think of this this mammoth Winnobago in the middle of the defense that doesn't move. You know, that he he just, you know, you fight him all day and that's and that's and that's the problem that you run into. Akeem Nix is another one of those guys. You run into those big bodies. And so if you're if you're if you're just trying to sit down and just take these guys on, the pressure you put on that ankle is tremendous. So Britt's trying his best, I'm sure, to get Biadish's ability to, to to handle the pain of sitting on it, and then also though they're going to have to run the football, and that means lateral, and that means him pushing off and then getting up on these linebackers and things like that. But that you know, 18 days since, so that mm-hmm. that's that's they're looking that as a positive yeah. right now. Think
2: about it, if you hurt your ankle on a on a sunday morning at 10am and you're like hey i got to go do some you know i got to go play here in a couple hours or i got to wait till mon- you know monday night I and mean, it's yeah. completely different and so like you said thursday uh thursday game against the the titans that's 2 weeks today yeah four more days until till Monday night. So right. yeah, I mean, everyone's kind of complaining. I think it's ridiculous that the league does a Monday night game for for pre uh, for playoff game, but um I'm sure in this particular case in the in the Bucks are probably the same way. They probably got some guys that they they, you know, a few extra hours are helping.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that. I'm like because it is unfair having a Monday night uh game when you're talking about the playoffs, but when you look at guys that you're yeah. Really, really needing to come back. That ex- even that one extra day can yeah. do a lot.
2: You'll hear it more next week when whoever it is, Tampa or Dallas, when they go play. If they go play cross country to San Francisco, who who had a sa- who played on Saturday and has two extra days for you, and you really didn't do anything, start doing anything until Tuesday morning. See, that's when it'll it'll be. That's well, where the complaints. Will yeah, end. the
3: league the 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 league will tell you that you know just go play, but. The Rams won a Super Bowl going this route last year. Same thing. Yeah, they did the same thing playing on a Monday night against Arizona and then went and did I think I have that right. Mm-hmm. And they'll also say, well, wait a minute, Tennessee got a ton of rest. Jacksonville played on a short week. That Jacksonville played on a Sunday, then played on a Saturday mm-hmm. night and the and, and won that game. So yeah. the league really doesn't have any care about what you think. Mm-hmm. I mean you no. could you could complain about it. But the thing about it is, the, the extra day, if you're a Cowboy fan, on the front end, it helps you for this game. On the back end, yeah. it probably means you're going to play late on Sunday. If, if you had to really, either that or, mm-hmm. you know, they wouldn't make you play Saturday night, I don't think, or anything like no. that. Yeah, you, you're, you're probably going to play late Sunday afternoon, would be my guess. If you, if you win this game, they're going to probably put you late Sunday, is what my guess would be.
2: And if not, fishing. Fishing, basketball, Mavericks games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: when saw. Yeah, I saw the Pelicans play the other day. You went. You went to the Mavs. I, I go to the Mavs. I like the Mavs. I like the Mavs games. They're fun. They
2: got. In, who's their second best player?
3: Uh, depends. Some nights it depends on the night. Yeah, yeah. Spencer did what? He's probably their second best player right now. Mavericks talk here on
2: playoff week. Yeah. Okay. We're not. We're not there though yet. I mean, no, I, I still. I still think. I mean, I think this is it's going to be a great, a really great game. I really think it's. I think so. I think the Cowboys are going to play a really great game, but I think Tampa will too. I mean, I think this is going to be a good football game. I, I I believe that. I think that Brady, as great as he is, I do think he'll bring out the best in his in his players. They haven't had a great season. They're challenged, obviously, but I think that they're going to bring it. I don't think they're as talented as the Cowboys, but I think that they'll play a great game, and that's why I think it'll be a fun one.
3: The one thing is why you have this quarterback is. You're right. That t- Dallas is a better team. Yeah, the quarterback is what makes you know. You look across the mm-hmm. field and he comes running out and he does his Tom Brady yell to the crowd. Yeah, and, and now and then you realize, oh damn, we're about to play this guy. Yeah, you know that's sometimes psychologically when you see that you just it it freaks you out as. And and hopefully Dallas has done enough. They played him now the last couple of times. Opened the season with him both times. So it's you know you've opened you played there and you've played you know you played on a nighttime game too. You know when you Mm -hmm. went there, you were a Thursday night game, and so and after a Super Bowl and so that height of that opening the season there, maybe not a lot of guys on this team that were there, but some do remember that, and so you have to be. At least it's not like you're playing Tom Brady for the first time in like five years you're mm-hmm. you're playing you've you've seen him the last couple of years and so you kind of know what you're up against
1: you guys know I know we have to go on break, but real quick, you guys know I like to be like receptive of whatever vibe is happening in the environment and just mm-hmm. like feeling that energy and it's weird this week because I don't know how to interpret or how to feel about how he feels in the building because it doesn't feel like a playoff week. Like It doesn't feel like we're about to go play yeah. Tampa, Tom Brady, in the first week of the playoffs. It, and, and that's not to say that people are just walking around not carried or just tuned out, completely checked out from the season. No, it's, it's just, I guess because of, how things turned out and how the year ended, well, the season with Washington, it just changed the whole mood and environment. I think,
3: think twenty six or twenty seven years has, will do that to you, and and I, I think there's I think there's there's that there's that unknown now. There's that you know, nobody wants to get their heart broken again. Nobody wants to commit, and maybe not in the building. I, I know from working on 105.3, the fan, and you, we, we all hear mm-hmm. on DallasCowboys.com deal, you know, with around the world. 105.3, you know, we have the reach and stuff too. But you get the feeling that that fans are just they're 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 kind of expecting the worst, and it's like you know, prove to us, go out and win a game, go out and beat Tom Brady, you know, go to San Francisco and win it, you know. That's why I think fans are. They they want to they want to believe, but they also don't want to get their their hopes up and then get crushed. And then it becomes and then the post game show becomes. Told you, told you this team twelve wins, being the playoffs one and done. You know I I think people are, are just really suppressing their real feelings because they feel like that they're probably going to get disappointed. And and you know the team's job and Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones, Steve Jones trying to go out and win these playoff games. And get the fan base once again believing that, you know what, it's not a one and done team. And this team can do some stuff in the playoffs
2: and it's unfair i mean i think i mean it's unfair to the players but but uh that's reality that's the way it is. they get paired
3: compared to some 20 years ago yeah i mean yeah. they
2: yeah, you're right i mean they they didn't do this i mean they they, yeah. they haven't lost 25 or 27 years since yeah. the super bowl uh, most of them aren't even that old but but that's the way that it is and, and there is a lot of turnover in this league like you said a couple of years ago against tampa i mean there's probably 30% of the roster that wasn't yeah. even at that game but but that's that's the way it is that's that's what what the cowboys have created you, you wear the same uniforms you wear the same helmet you wear the same star it it is the it is the whole tradition it's the history of the team and these fans that have been you know through everything they're they're frustrated and and if they don't win they don't go to the super bowl we're going the number's going to be 27 27 years in, in a row since that's happened and that's that's unfair to the players but it is that's the reality that's it and so you know that's but if they go and win you know no one will care about that and it'll i think i think you'll you'll feel that excitement that that we think that we're missing i bet i bet it'll come to it's not just the way the game ended it's also you know what day is it it's like well it's thursday but it's not it's wednesday and you know that kind of messes with you a little bit too routine and now we're leaving on sunday and all that once you start getting there, I think when the players will get there, and then the Monday comes, and then people here at the office, so they'll be they'll be ready to go. Oh, yeah. we're still we're still a yeah. few days
3: away.
1: You're still mourning that yeah. last game, but things will quickly change. Let's go ahead and take the,
3: this real quick. The uh-huh. sad thing about it, though, is when it's over, you will feel a thud. Yeah, we felt that in our lives. You know, you mean and and oh, hopefully yeah. hopefully that you the thing you want to avoid is the thud. Because it's like you're going 185 miles an hour and then you hit the wall and you stop, and that's what being bounced is like. And I think people just don't want to feel that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, know, you really don't want to feel that,
2: especially especially this early, yeah, I mean, this early in the playoffs. I yep. mean, the every, you know, Minnesota messed everybody up. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and Minnesota and this Washington game, the Cowboys are not as bad as what they showed in Washington. They're not as good as what they showed in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. They're somewhere in the middle, and hopefully it's good enough to beat the, the Bucks.
1: Well, we'll see. Uh, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the Tampa Bay's defense versus the Cowboys' offense.
4: Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
0: Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping.
5: When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Homeownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA Equal Housing Lender Credit and Collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend.
0: Back to the break.
2: Whether you whether it feels like it or not, it's playoff week and the boys <laughs> need you. Cowboys Nation, show your team pride and support this postseason with the best gear in the league. Head to the nearest pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com and let's get rowdy. All right. Like, let's get rowdy. I'd like, to come in here and be on the show or just get rowdy.
1: No, I was just thinking. You
3: know,
2: it's not, it's not capitalized, so it just means... That's
3: good. The, the ca- all all caps rowdy is the the person, right? Yeah, all
2: caps with the like the little R for uh, yeah. Uh, what is that word? You know, you know, what I'm talking about the little trademark R. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. registered. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rowdy.
1: All right, welcome back to the second segment Tutty. of the break presented by <laughs> Blockchain.com. There we go.
3: Commander Tuddy's like one zero against us here. That's true.
1: <laughs> oh Nate look Newton. what we got behind you, Brian. Is it Nate? Come
3: Nate? on, Nate. Nate Newton, Jump in. Nate will come in here. Come on in. Nate, Nate, come in, come on in. I want to. Nate's going to want to hear this about because we're going to talk about the uh, the Tampa Bay defense. I'm interested to see how he wants to block some of these guys. He's got
2: an open chair. You going to join there us? There you
1: go. Perfect. Nate. Newton.
3: Nate just. Nate has a really nice, expensive suit. He just threw on Just threw just on the, really <laughs> on the <laughs> ground like nothing. He has it in a nice case, and he just you know basically now he's got the wheel of the chair on top of it. So, <laughs> hang on,
4: Nate. Say hello to everybody. I'm going to fix your suit for you. Okay, hold on. Uh, yeah. How, 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 how's <laughs> everyone doing? Uh, I, I'm used to Derek leading that I heard of. Well, like, whoa, it's a different deal today, yeah. you know?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Derek's on that. He's doing some interviews today. Yeah,
4: you know, we had Woody last night, and you didn't show up, sir. I didn't. No, I don't. I
2: told you I was, <laughs> but I, I passed it off to Mickey. How did that go?
4: Oh, great. Oh, it was Better. my man did a great job. Yeah, uh, Kevin Gray. How you doing, young lady?
1: Doing great. Yes,
4: wow. Kevin Gray's a good teammate of mine at 105.3.
3: You guys did a good job there. Anytime hey, you get to talk to him, he did a great me. job. He, what, are
2: you, what are you doing? Some stories now, you know. When you're Hall of Fame finalists, you know you're kind of making some rounds a little bit. You're going to see him up there a little bit more. That's great, though. He deserves it.
1: Well, welcome on the show. We're about to start talking Tampa's defense versus the Cowboys' offense.
4: Yeah. Well, first of all, I would take my. Maybe five or six of my best plays that has been very successful during the year, you know, especially teams that we've had struggled against. What were some of the runs that we had and uh and I and I would try to incorporate them but but what I need to know first and foremost is who is my starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, is Tyler B. Audish? is he gonna be back? Yeah. And then Connor McGovern can go back home and uh Tyler Smith can go back home. These guys have struggled.
1: Who has been your biggest position. concern on the line after the kind of shuffling that happened after the injury?
4: Uh, after the Biadi, Biadi, Biadi went out. Uh, I wondered about the center because I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you're strong in the middle and you're strong on your left side, you can you can you can help everything else. And uh, that that was my biggest concern. I was one of the guys that was fighting for Beardish and Conor McGovern at the beginning of the year. I I believe that you should, you know, and they did it. They eventually said, hey, let's just leave these two guys alone and quit trying to replace them and let them get good. I think that average to good players with time and good coaching can be solid uh, NFL players. Uh, I don't believe that you have to draft in the first round top flight linemen. But when you do get one, you don't mess around with him. And that was your left tackle. You let him stay there.
3: Yeah, I was going to ask you this, Nate. And we're blessed with your presence here. I know I am because I had this question for you. And I meant to text it to you or call you. What's going on on the right side with Martin and Smith? Is there, it seems to be a little disconnect about the thing that Steele was able to do. Is Martin had a feel for how Steele what's going to fit and how they were going to the combo blocks and things like that. Is that something that, like, you got two Hall of Fame guys playing on that side. Is it really that difficult for those two to work together like that, with considering
4: how much that Martin has worked with Steele this year? Your, your, your right tackle has lost a lot. Uh, He's not the great athlete that he once was. He still has the determination. You can see how he set with authority and everything. But once you set, it's got you got to fight after that. Mm -hmm. And 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 he wants to, uh, but he he doesn't have it. He he's still he's he's an average right tackle now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the things he does, he kind of finishing like like he's still on the left side, right? You you know. So, uh, but that's that's he's helping the team. Yeah. He, like I say, he's not a he's not uh a shell of himself, like I hear some people say, but he's not what we used to seeing. And it's gonna take some time, but we don't have time. You don't time. have time. Yeah. You don't have this time. Is it? Yeah. This yeah, is it's it. it's now. So what coach Fieldman has to do and coach uh the offensive coordinator, they they're gonna have to find out what's your five or six best plays and just run a lot of different formations making sure that you execute these five or six plays. You don't need a plethora of plays going against this defense. You, I would almost want them to stay base so I can see what they're doing. Because if they don't stay base and they start blitzing all over the place, uh, run, I'm talking about run blitzes, not, not pass blitzes. I'm talking about run blitzes. That's going to be hard for our offensive line. If, if Biotis don't get back to be able to adjust. If Biotis get back, I feel a little bit more confident. You know, because now you're just dealing with Tyron, and Tyron is savvy enough to figure it out. And he can do just enough to get by. But if you got everybody slide down one space, and you got Peterson out there, and you got two weekends on your bookends, you can't figure it out. Yeah. You know, Brian, we
2: talked about. Um Having the extra night, you know, extra hours yeah. on Monday night for for Biotis to get back and play, but it's also important. We talk about it too about Wednesday, Thursday, Friday yeah, you know, the practice. Yeah, if they're not, if he's not in there practicing, because then then it's all these other shuffling going on. Yeah, I think I think it'll be clear to see if they have like like a Dakota Shepley or somebody in there, a backup center as the center for practice. Then that that would let me think that Biotish would be back. Because if not, then you're shuffling all these other guys around. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see kind of these next couple of days, even when we get to watch practice, how they're
3: lining up. Yeah, that's the thing about it. I think that to me, it's you know, it's it's difficult. You would hope that Biotis would be able to get some reps. You know, you would hope that he would be able to get out there and have some opportunity. You know, they they, they need to like Nate's talking about. I think they need to incorporate him back as quickly. It, it just move every if they can move everybody back
4: to where they were. And A I Wizard I really, of Oz, man. Yeah, I they really, got to clink their heels.
3: Yeah, I really like what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> okay, when when you look at Tampa and you're dealing with guys like Vita Vea and Akeem Nix, okay, and these linebackers with David and then White, the, the two linebackers.
1: Nate is looking scared. Now, I mean, that's where Concerned. I
3: mean, I, I, the problem I have, Nate, is that I want to try and run the football. I want to. I want to do that. But now I have to deal with those t- two big inside techniques, and then I have to get somebody up on the linebacker. Where 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 would you play this? Is it secure the down guys? Because that's what I was watching San Francisco do when they ran the ball with McCaffrey earlier in this, well, m- the middle of the year, and they were hitting it quick, but they were doubling, they were doubling the down guys, and then and then McCaffrey was good enough to make the linebackers miss.
4: Is that more of a Tony Pollard thing than it was? It, that... Or is it? Don't be shy. Don't be shy. That is Tony. What I'm trying to tell people is, if you're about winning, it's about personnel. Take some of them plays that San Francisco did and let Tony make people miss. Yeah. Don't worry about Zeke. It'll be. He'll have his plays. He'll have his plays. But this is about winning, and I'm I'm gonna get off there because I gotta go. Let me, let me say this. I heard a young lady, Ms. Hay- Ms. Haley, Haley yeah. ask a good question. Are we going to try to get, Gal- uh, get Michael Gallup more involved? Yeah. This is not the regular season. I need for C.D. Lamb, for Dalton Schultz, and for this T.Y. This guy, T. Y. I need for them to have 90% of the passes. And with Tony coming out of the backfield, I need for those guys to have 90% of them. If Gallup is a part of it, so be it. If 85 is a part of it, so be it. But these are not the guys. Go with what you know. Go with the guys that are proven. And that's why I want Biotish back. That's why I want things back to normal. Now, Tony, we've nursed you and Zeke, but I need Tony to get 75% of the offensive snaps from the running back position because he can make people miss. Yeah, have a great All show. Right,
3: Nate. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thanks. For,
4: I will. I will say this though, as Nate's walking
2: off, but I will say that, that they they're going to have to do some improvement uh, yeah. improvement there in the run game because I know you watched the the first game. Yeah, Brian, I did. Yeah, and it was and Zeke averaged five yards a carry That's there, great. and it was Pollard that kind of struggled. Are, yeah, are they? Has it changed that much?
3: I think course? to me, I, I think that Nate's absolutely right about this. Though you find your five or six plays that you can hang your hat on, and 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 work from there, and then try to. The thing I noticed about Zeke running the ball, the ball was is a lot quicker. You know, I mean, Zeke has not. When Zeke was a little banged up, it wasn't as quick. But now I kind of feel like though you're going to have to, you're going to have to find a way, and and and. I think it's about the timely runs. I, I know everybody loses their mind on the first down run because then it turns into second and nine or second and ten, you know, and everybody's – I've said this before. I, I think it's when you its when you run when you're supposed to pass and pass when you're supposed to run. And I think Dallas has got to find that. When you play the Bucks. I think it's a struggle to have to kind of tr- control their inside guys. I just think it is. I, I think it's it, Vitavea and Hicks – this team's like 6-1 and one when those two play together. When they don't, you, you, get, the, you get my drift. They don't yeah. win games. Mm-hmm. So you've got to find ways. But I think, I think there has to be some quickness to this game. And to me, that's where I think Pollard – now Pollard has struggled against teams with big fronts. His, some of his worst games running the ball against the Commanders. The Cowboys didn't run the ball at all against the Commanders. Mm-hmm. But if you look at Pollard both times, yeah. terrible games for him. You know, and maybe it's maybe it's like if you like I was talking about with Nate, secure down guys and then let him hit it, but is, maybe you work more with him on the perimeter, work more with Zeke inside. They just haven't had the running lanes that they had early in the year where the yeah. ball. And that, but against Tampa, there were a couple times where they pressed it hard and then and then Zeke was able to cut it back. And it's a four, five, six yard gain. Man, we would take that all day. Mm-hmm. If we're if every time they're impiling and it's and it's you know, instead of it's second and it's second and five and you know, Zeke's got a first down because, you know, he's mm-hmm. getting four or five yards a shot. Yeah. I think that's where I, I that that's I gotta try. Yeah. I can't just I can't abandon the running game like I did the first time you played there a couple of years ago. I just don't think you could do that.
2: You know, um one of the things that, that when he went into the off season with Kellen Moore, um, it was like, hey, he's got to get CD involved. He's got to figure out how to get the ball to CD. He's got to figure out how to get the ball to Pollard. And he's done that. He's yes, done that this he year. He has, and so you talk about what the focus is. It took this a week. little bit. It took. It took but, a little but he bit. Got there. Yeah, I mean, it took four
3: years, but they figured it. <laughs> well, out. Well, I mean,
2: this season. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind know. Of bad. Bad. Uh, yeah. But in the first game, I mean, neither one of them had a great game against Tampa. No one did. But, yeah. but, um, you do wonder about the focus of you know what the focus is this week, and also we didn't mention this earlier in the show, but you know, you got you got teams at least one. Calling to to speak with him, um, the Panthers are you know trying to seek permission and the um, to get to interview him as a, their next head coach. So I always wondered that during the week, you know, how do you balance yeah. the two there? I mean, this is a huge game, obviously, and I'm, and Kellen Moore is going to do his very best, but he's also.
1: Well, we'll get into that. I had that, for, oh, that the last for the last segment. segment? Okay. Yes. Okay.
2: Then, then we'll, we'll talk about that then. But this, as for preparation, yeah. do you think that that affects his preparation?
3: Yeah, I, I think that him and Dan Quinn, anytime, you know, because now in the back of your mind, you're starting to get ready for interviews. And at least these guys have interviewed before, so they have an idea what they're up against. Mm-hmm. You know, usually if it's your first interview, then you're like, okay, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to have this ready, and all that. I have a staff list ready. I got, you know, you, there's so many things that kind of take away yeah. the fact that. They've already done it, and they kind of know what works and what doesn't work. right. I think we'll, they'll, they'll be better prepared for getting the team ready this week. It's a really delicate situation you have to deal with because when their doors' closed, you're thinking that they're probably getting ready for an interview. Yeah. when you want to believe they're getting ready for a game, you know that that's that's just reality. Yeah. you know I mean, you, you cannot focus, you cannot focus on, you know like ta- the task on hand, When you have something maybe even majorly in your life, a life changing move or an interview, your hope, your focus isn't, but we're human. Yeah. It's not
0: that no, way. No, and,
1: and anyone that says, oh, well, he should be focusing the playoff and not even entertain that, I, not, that's BS. Yeah. If it was you, you would do it, too. I mean, yeah. that's mu- like you said, it's major, so you yeah. and there are very, very few opportunities that come up every year, that's so right. you, you gotta, go. I mean, look out for yourself at the and end And your of the window
2: day. opens and closes, too. Right. Like, when, you know, it's hard to think that it'll open back but
3: again. Real quick though, if I could just say this, we talked about Vita Vea, a- Akeem Hicks inside, that's going to be tough. The linebackers will be tough. The block they're banged up in the secondary with Mike Edwards is banged up Logan Ryan's banged up and Carlton Davis check the injury report today to see what happens with those guys there I think they're one of their best defensive players in the secondary is Antoine Winfield he's the guy that intercepted Dak mm-hmm. in the game kind of a guy that plays around the line of scrimmage You know, is always going to be in an area to tackle. You have to watch him on the turnover stuff. He's just like his dad; punches the ball loose. You know, gets in the right you know area to to make plays and stuff like that. It's a good defense. The defense has carried them in a lot of games this year. They don't score a lot of points. These guys don't give up a lot of points either, though.
1: It's going to be a tough one, but a fun one. Yep. Uh, Let's go ahead and take our final break, and when we come back, we'll kind of wrap up things up, wrap things up, and then talk a little bit more about coaching.
4: The season is
0: finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning.
5: to the break
2: get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate cowboys fan you can join dallas cowboys united presented by globe life starting at just 20 dollars. join now get your fan pack exclusive benefits and more visit dallascowboyscom slash united for details to join
1: all right so we only have a few minutes left i know that brian threw it in Quite a few names in there uh, from the defense yeah, and the yeah. secondary. Wanted to ask you, Nick, uh, specific matchups. Mm-hmm. Who are you mostly concerned for? Well,
2: I mean, it's got to be right there at the middle. I mean, Vita Vea and, and then whoever is your center. I mean, because when it was Biot-ish, um, I believe two years ago when, when he played, I mean, he, he was getting thrown around pretty good up there. To the point where they didn't even, as Brian talked about, Two years ago, they didn't even mess with the middle. They everything yeah. was more outside, outside. running. Yeah. And, it, and it worked. I mean, they they moved the ball. They I think over 400, 500 yards of offense scored 29 points. I mean, nearly won the game, but, but I mean, it's got to be balanced um, because they also got down in the red zone and didn't score. They had to go wide, and Jarwin missed the block. Zeke got tackled. That was a huge play in the game. So they've got to be able to kind of control the middle, and they can't be intimidated there, and I think it starts with Vitavia in the center.
3: Yeah, I think this game is going to come down to how well in the secondary. Can you just, can you prevent the big plays? They. They don't run the ball statistically. I think they're going to try and run the ball on you because they had success on How it. How
1: are they with turnovers?
3: The turnovers, though, it, it, they had them I in mean, the last. They had two games. They had back-to-back games where they had seven turnovers. Had five against the Bengals and and two against uh, it was two and four. but it was it was San Francisco and the and the Bengals. Bengals games were just they've had some turnover early in the year they did they weren't turning the ball over now they've had some turnovers but they had they've had a couple of games that were alarming with the turnovers the Cincinnati game Cincinnati was down seventeen nothing at half it looked like to me that Tampa was going to cruise and win and then all of a sudden interception muff fake punt. Uh, Tom Brady fumble. Tom Brady fumble. had four. They had they had four turnovers in like eleven plays, is what it was. It was crazy wow. how they how that just fell apart for him. So yeah, it's uh, it's something they've dealt with. The the thing with Brady around when you get around him in the pocket, he's put the ball on the ground. You know, like people have punched the ball out on him. You know, he doesn't move all that great. So, but to me, it's, but
1: they're secondary. Can they're secondary? Can I get yeah, their hands on the ball? Yeah, they're gonna. Oh, if yeah.
3: you, if you're, will they prove that too? They, I mean, you, they had you know with Dak in that game. But th- the thing about it is, to me, this game is going to come down to their big plays and your big plays. Dallas has struggled to eliminate big plays, those huge chunk plays, screens. You know, the 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 big play down the sidelines. I mean, that that's something that. You, and you know they're going to they're do that to you. You know, you, you, if Dallas is playing well in this game, it's going to be – they're not going to be giving up the chunk plays. That's the thing I think. And I think it's going to happen in the secondary. Who knows what's going to happen at left corner? You know, yeah. is this Xavier Rhodes? I mean, do they trust right? You know, there's yeah. just so many unknowns right now. And, and it's a shame you're going into this game with that kind of unknown.
1: Well, since we're running out of time, we'll leave the coaching and the fan questions for tomorrow. But to end the show, I did want to ask one question that I kind of saw repeatedly uh, people asking. Should Dak Prescott and, and how Kellen Moore decides to manage the offense, should they focus more on just short passes rather than trying to be that aggressive Throwing deep I, down the field. I,
2: I don't think that that they have the receivers that you could just do that. I really don't. I mean, I think CD has been shifty and he could break some tackles. But Gallup and and Noah Brown and 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 T Y Hilton. I mean, I mean, they're kind of more vertical players. They're not these big guys that just catch the ball and say get off me and mm-hmm. and may so it. it you can do it some, but I don't think you can make your living with those kind of receivers because I don't think that they're built that way.
3: Yeah, the, the problem with Dak is he's got that never die attitude, and he is it, the thing that hurts Dak Prescott the most. You know, you, you say you, you have to live with his decisions in a game. Some days you're living great, and other days you're just you're sitting on the curb, you know. And and that's the problem with this. You mean you don't know. You don't know which guy you're gonna get. You might get the guy that looks brilliant throwing the football like he did against Philadelphia. You know, Dallas got four turnovers in that game and, and, and won it. I think they're gonna have to have a similar type game. I think Dak is gonna have to have the ability. He can't throw the he can't throw the killer turnover mm-hmm. to you. He just can't. But history tells you that he is. And and that's and that's something you just when is that gonna happen in the game? You know, you don't need it to happen at the end when you're trying to drive or something. You don't need a catastrophic mistake like they had in the San Francisco game, where they're driving the ball and all of a sudden we in quarterback draw and they run out of time. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have to avoid those types of plays, but they also have to avoid you know his his uh, you know willingness to try and, and create something. You know, that's you know, it, there's a time and a place, and in a playoff game, you get punished when you make mistakes like that.
1: Yeah. Well, right. tomorrow we'll get into predictions and uh-huh. see what we got for this yeah. Monday night game. That is it for the show. Thank you so much for Nick Men, Brian Broaddus, birthday boy Chris Beam, special guest Nate Newton, and I'm Garcia. This has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
3: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!